podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening, Reds? Welcome back to another Copyright Podcast and the match review. As early as it is, 11 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock if you live in fancy fancy countries like Matt does. But uh, yeah, we're here to have a little chat about yesterday's very good 2-0 win. Um, I'm Mick and I'm joined by Matt once again. How are we doing, lad? I'm all right. Yourself? Just a bit tired. Yeah, good. You sound a bit hungover, lad. You okay? I'm great. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. But yeah, let's. I mean, we we said on the last one we'll keep it short as possible, and we and then like fifty minutes later we were still there, uh, just sucked into the comments. So let's try and not do that because I want to go and get out of the house and have a little walk and stretch my legs and that because it's a Sunday after all. So <laughs> let's get stuck into it then. Obviously, let's not talk about the game, but in terms of like before the game when the, when the team news came out, I mean, we touched on obviously, and me and you were on the the preview show, and we were like, yeah, giving it giving it the beans, going this. is these are going to start midfield. These are going to start up front. And then we were like in the WhatsApp group going, nah, we were wrong. And it was a good wrong because we both said Bobby will start and he didn't and Jota scored. And we said, we well, obviously we didn't predict. I don't think anyone would have predicted Harvey Elliott started, but he did. And uh, But yeah, how did you feel when when that um, that news came uh, out, that team news? I feel like that lineup mugged me off so badly that I was sort of tempted to message you to remove the video. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. What I th- what I thought was a great case for Bobby starting, and then I think I took it as far to say that Elliot wouldn't get his first start until Salah was off on Afcon duty. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> and the next day, Bobby's on the bench and Elliot's like, starting. Um, but I was I was glad that he was starting. To be fair, um, he look he played really well. It's always exciting seeing a teenager being thrust into the first team, and and Klopp doesn't just do that. To be nice, he does it because he deserves it, and uh, he was quality. Uh, and he also obviously opened the scoring, and so I mean his 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 decisions were justified. Yeah, I think I mean I, I was in the ground at the time, got there nice and early because I thought fuck messing around with the technology and not let's get in there and get a get a pines and whatever and just chill. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, team news was good. Obviously made up for Jota the case to start again. Which was which was nice to see as well, and then obviously Hendo starting as well probably went yep. under the radar a little bit because everyone was so surprised by Elliot starting. But yeah, like you said, Jota eighteen minutes, um, we're one nil up already, and nice build up down the left hand side, nice little back heel by Naby and Simicas. The ball was great, but the run and the awareness by Jota to to make that dart in front of Ben Mee was just that's that that just proves just how good he is as an all rounder, doesn't it? Yeah, and and for the for all the arguments we made about Bobby on Friday for why he should start, that run is something that Bobby wouldn't have done. That's pure Diogo Yara. That's what he's in the side to do. He's more direct in that sense. He's more of a, even though he's not exactly a striker, he's more of a striker. Um, and obviously, if you're going to beat Burnley in the air, it's because you're going to make cute, smart runs because they're quite aerially dominant. I think it's, it's no shock to say that. Um, so the fact that we scored a header against Burnley is impressive. And the fact that, that Yota made that run, it's, 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 it's exciting how we started the season because we were sort of calling out for, for someone to help Mo with the, with the goal scoring load. And he started on fire and the little movements he's making, how efficient he is, who has been in front of goal so far. It's just, it bodes well for us. It, it's sort of shutting up the people that, 
that think that we still need to go out and buy another striker because, I mean, he's flying. Yeah, he's boss. I mean, let's just have a look at the comments here because rivalry aside in with a little chat. Nice one for jumping on, lad. Um, 15 goals and 21 starts by the slaughter. Heavy him. And yeah, I mean, fucking hell. After the game, I got back and I had a little look at um, his stats since he joined the Reds. And fifth, that was his <clears throat> 50, obviously, like like rivalry aside, says there, his 15th goal in his 32nd game. Uh, and, I th- and I just thought I'll approach the lad who had done the stat show with Michael Reid, who, who does all up to Joe stats and whatever for goals per minute. And he's second in Liverpool's history for best men's uh, to goal ratio. Obviously, that's I think anyone over 30 apps because obviously, if you're under that, it's not really a fair reflection. But yeah, Fred Pagnam, I think he was like around in like the 1890s or whatever, or 90, early 1900s. 117 minutes per goal. Diogo Jota, 127 minutes per goal. And then you go up to John Aldridge, 130. Mo Salah, 134. Torres, 135. Suarez, 138. Sturridge, 140. So there's... He's, in he's, comp- he's currently doing... Got a better goal to minutes ratio than a lot than those players, which is... I mean, if he keeps that up, he, like we just said, he, he's just an absolute... He's just slotted, isn't he? He just knows where the goal is, and he's just got that. Yeah, he's just. I mean, I'd, obviously, we didn't probably realize it when we signed him, but just how much of a, a goal threat he is, and how how intelligent he is. Yeah, I mean, when, when we signed him, I think we, we made a pod, and uh, I think I, I remember me saying that he fits the system in terms of he's a pressing forward, like he'll do the dirty work. But I didn't realize how effective he'd be when we had the ball. Um, I thought he'd be one of these guys that sort of hassles and harries, but like a dirt cow wins the ball back and then lays it off to the Manes, the Salas to do the magic. But he's he's got the, the dirty side in him and then he's got that that, that beautiful edge that, that gets us the goals. And I don't want to big him up too much because obviously he's on his second season at Liverpool and he's got a lot to live up to in terms of the names that you've listed there. But genuinely feel like if he would have come from a Atletico Madrid or a, or a Barcelona instead of a Wolves, then there'd be a lot more hype around Diogo Jota from other fans. It's just because he's come from Wolves, it's just like, well, he's doing okay. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, we obviously, like you said, it's his second season. We don't want to big him up too much, but if he keeps that up, I mean, he's, I think, don't think he's 25 till December, I think. So, fucking hell, he's still, still so young, and you can be what we've brought him in for to, to be that next line of um, when it, obviously the, the three main lads kind of get. <laughs> to where they are maybe over the next couple of years he's he's definitely brought him in at the right time to be like a natural successor to, to one of them which is which is just perfect yeah. isn't it and and additionally the fact that he plays last year last year he played a lot off the left and this year the two games he started he's been central and what that does I suppose is because he's so different to Bobby is that when teams are sort of planning to play against Liverpool you sort of need two plans you can't just focus on one on one defensive plan, because if the lineup comes in and you were planning for Yota and all of a sudden Bobby's there, it's a completely different prospect. So it's sort of making, I think at least, other managers think twice when it comes to preparing against Liverpool, because you literally you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, the, the more strings to our bow we've got, the better. Eh? Like Klopp um, prides himself on that unpredictability around the team and Diogo Jota and obviously we're going to come on to Harvey Elliott as well in a bit he also provides that I think 
I took a screenshot of Klopp's face when he was talking about Harvey Elliott, and it was just fucking hilarious that he was so happy. But rather, I just put in a comment in there saying it's Luis Suarez-esque, the, the runs that Jota does. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, Paul's in the comments. Hi, lads. Hi, Paul. How are you doing, lad? Nice one for jumping on so early. Uh, <laughs> let's go to this other comment from Dan. Thanks again, Dan, for jumping in. Always there. Always sound. Uh, genuinely thought with Fabinho out and Milner out that Henderson would play six and would give Elliot a chance in midfield with him being the link between midfield and attack less need to start Bobby. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Because, I mean, we, we just said before we were surprised and I'm, I'm sure every person, every every supporter w- would be surprised that, that, that Elliot got the Nargesti, but he did so well, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it, he didn't look out of place, which is a sort of the biggest thing. And I mean, when a Burnley, we come against him Burnley, it was a big physical side. And you saw how they, they were kind of rough. <laughs> Klopp didn't like it, but they, they were kind of rough. And, and and Elliot was taking a lot of hits, but he kept getting up, he kept getting up. And and he, he made a good account for himself. And well, he provides the assist to the assist for the second goal. And he, he was he was very, very dangerous. Um, and that, that sort of creative midfielder that everyone says Liverpool needs, well, he, he did perfectly. Um, so I've got no complaints with his performance. Like he, was, he, he was brilliant. Yeah, I think it just obviously it fell his way perfect, didn't it? Because obviously Fab wasn't going to play. It was a, bit yeah. a shock if he did. Obviously, we've heard the news. I think it was this morning. Oxley Chamberlain has got a new baby, so that's why he Makes went involved. Play, yeah. <laughs> so it was it, it just the, the cards just fell perfectly for Harvey Elliott, and he, he had his chance, and he and he, um, and he took it, didn't he? So it was it was boss to see. But I mean, before, like you said, the, Thiago gets some minutes as well because I'd imagine against Chelsea, it probably will be Thiago, Hendo, and Fab. Um, but I mean, I, w- I don't think Elliot. I doubt Elliot would would start against Chelsea. It'd be very un- it'd be very unexpected for me. But if he did, I'd be a lot more confident having seen his performance against Burnley than if it was just out the blue. Yeah, I mean, if Klopp did it, we'd have trust in it. But I'd be very surprised. I mean, I, w- I was I would have been surprised he started yesterday and he did. So I mean, never say never, but I would be surprised if you threw him in against the a Chelsea, which is a different proposition uh, altogether. But yeah, like you said before, uh, Harvey Elliott was the assist, the assist for the second goal. But before we get to that, there was a there was a moment where uh, Salah gets one rule for offside and Harvey Elliott again. It was a I think he, he kept picking up those those positions where Trent usually is, and obviously Trent then just. Can't sometimes what you think was going inside, which was nice actually, because there was a lot. We had a lot of players over on that side, but the ball from Harvey Elliott, and then obviously the ground is is loving it because it was a great ball and a great finish. But then just slightly offside, and I think you've got to you've got to say that it it was probably slightly offside, albeit like the play was 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 the top class, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean he's got that in it. I didn't realize how cute Elliott's passing was, and it, it's weird because. Obviously, when you're watching it live at the stadium or, or on TV, you can sort of see most people on the pitch and you can imagine what passes are on, what passes are off. And there's even passes that I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, that's not on. And he'll squeeze it through. And it was similar for the Salah thing. It was, I mean, it was brilliant vision. And then to pick him out as well, it's just a shame that it was offside. But, you know, the fact that he's trying those difficult balls and they're coming, they're coming through for him, it's, it's just great. It's, like you said before, it's another string to Liverpool's bow. It's not the, the work horse midfield that we've become used to he's just he wants to go forward he wants to attack he wants to assist um hopefully he's get a goal soon as well 
Yeah, I mean, he'll fucking love that one. But yeah, Klopp's, like I said before, Klopp's interview was was great, saying that he's just like, he was made up. He was like a proud dad. He was like just so happy that he'd thrown, thrown him in. And he obviously had no doubts about doing it, otherwise he wouldn't have. But I think doing that at Anfield's a bit safer. Fans in the stadium, you get that back. And um, yeah, he, he ran his ass off all day. And like you said, that vision, he's got vision way beyond his years. Like he, just those passes that he sees, like just cuts two people up. That's like you don't expect that from from a from an eighteen year old. Like he was just turned eighteen in April. It's just it's mad, but it's great for us that he's a boyhood yeah. red and he's um, he's at the club and he, he fucking hell, what a career he can have. Obviously, we don't want to build someone up that young up too early, but he's he's got all the tools, hasn't he, to, to be one of the best? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact he's a Liverpool fan as well, he's being brought through the system. His his loan last year, like we said on on Friday, his loan did him wonders. Um, Apparently, spending lots of time with Salah as well, like off, like in, in training and stuff, so taking care of himself properly. So, if Klopp's very good at managing players, and if we can get this with Elliot, then the sky's really the limit for him because he he does look outstanding. Yeah, definitely. But I've just put a comment in there about asking for one of the matches, which we'll get to at the end. But let's just fly through. Obviously, we've we've touched on the second goal. Um, Mane opens his account for the season, which was, you could see on his face how happy he was and how delighted he was to get that. The ball from Van Dijk is just, I mean, it looks easy now because we're so used to it. It's just like yeah. a clip ball over the top, but it's into Elliot's chest. Great touch. The second touch is outside of the foot to Trent. Like I said, Trent's then taking Elliot's position because Elliot's in his position, which is just like, just perfect because obviously they work on that a lot in training. And then obviously... The ball by Trent is also top class, but it, like you said, you also come to expect that of him because he's got that awareness and he just clips it around the corner and then he's basically put on a play for Mane to go with me to get your first goal. And yeah, it was boss to see, wasn't it? And great, a great team goal. And, and that kind of put the, like I said, after the offside goal, a bit of uncertainty whether Burnley might get a little jammy goal and get back in it. But that second one on 70 minutes, that just kind of settled everyone down and we can enjoy the last 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really say more than what you've said. The goal was brilliant. But to me, what it highlighted was the fluidity that we've got in attack. Because our right back was like in, in the Firmino role. He's just on the edge of the box, in the inside. You don't usually see that. But this team clearly has, with one long ball from Van Dijk up, Burnley were, we didn't know what the hell to do. They were, they were caught. Not literally not knowing what to do. Trent was was pushing forward. Elliot was out wide. The defense, Burnley's defenders, had to be like, "Who the hell am I supposed to mark here? What am yeah. I supposed to fucking do?" Because you don't plan to mark a right back, so it just causes absolute chaos. And then obviously Mane coming in from the left, and just I'm still in shock looking at the replay how much of a hole there is for Mane to run into, because obviously I think it's Ben Me or Tarkovsky. It's pulled out. And then Trent just slips it through, and then at the end of the day, Manny just powers it home. But it's so exciting to see that we were that fluid against a team that last season caused us so much problems at the back. Like going forward, last season it was it was a complete contrast to Burnley at home last year. It was it was so good. <laughs> yeah, well, James just summed it up there. <laughs> Our boss where we yesterday, and uh, it was. I mean, there was a few moments where they, they got in, and it's just like Ravelry Asad just said that Allison looking back to his best, superb yesterday. And we might as well talk about this because it was there was a few moments where I think there was one where he got caught off a free kick, but I think 
it was a clip free kick in, and I think it was a foul in the end. But the saves that he was making, he just off his line. Um, little um, Cruyff turn early on in the game, which, to be honest, I did shit my pants a little bit when he did that. I was, I had like fl- flashback of less than I was like, oh shit! But he he pulled it off nicely. And the only thing that maybe let him down is his kicking. But I mean, apart from that, he was out from his goal. His sweeper keeper, extraordinary, like he always is. He was boss again yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, and the save towards the end as well. He's just, yeah, our defense this year. It's back and, and it's hard enough to get past the defense, but it has to be so disheartening. The fact that when you, on the odd occasion that you do get past the defense, yeah. you've got this beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man mountain <laughs> that's just not letting anything in at the moment. Like, I know that all we've played is Norwich and Burnley, but two clean sheets on the bounce. Like teams haven't figured out how to score against us yet this season, and it's only two games. And yes, chance is going to be a, a challenge. The completely different challenge, completely different world of, of attack that we'll be facing. But the confidence that these boys have to be feeling right now, especially like just the defense knowing that the the rare mistake that they'll make or, or the rare ball been behind, Ali's there. It's just oh yeah. even when players go through, I'm I'm, I'm quite chill at the moment. <laughs> and when I, I think it was Ashley Barnes went through like literally the last minute of the game. I was like, oh, well, this is Ali. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nice. And I mean, obviously, we did have Ali there last year, but it's just a completely, it's like we're playing a different game with, when we when you've got Van Dyke and Matip in there and you've got Gomez and Canati to call, call on from yeah. the bench if you, if you need them. It's just that's why, they're, that's why they're so good. And that's why the four lads that we've got to call from is probably the best four that you can you can have in world football, in my opinion. So we're very lucky at the minute. And let's hope that it stays that way. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, before we come on to man of the match, I've got to, got to talk about Simicast because he was undoubtedly one of the best players yesterday, and I just think the the, the moment on the in the eighty ninth minute when you could see Gomez probably one one up, probably thinking he's probably he might come on for me here, and he did. But it's just one of those moments where you're just like getting absolutely battered by three Burnley players. He falls over, gets back up, and then plays it back, and then keeps the ball. And then Burn- all the Burnley players are just going, screaming for a free kick. That just summed up his game and summed up kind of the run of form that he's in. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's been fucking world-class or whatever, but he's been really, really solid, hasn't he? And he's been available, and he's been... Yeah, like I think Klopp said after the game that he's had a lot of time to watch Robertson, and it's 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 he said it's impossible. Klopp said it's impossible to re- to replace Robertson because Robertson is that good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that what that does to your mentality when someone is that good ahead of you. Because I, I mean, you can only imagine that you you know that you're never going to play um, regularly anyway. So I mean, he's took the chance that he's got, hasn't he, with, with both hands, and he, he's done so well, hasn't he? Yeah, I think. Nico Williams needs to look at Shimikas and look at Shimikas's attitude because Shimikas didn't get a sniff last year and and how he's sort of studied Robbo, like you said, and just pushed on this year and he looks great. And I fully expect Robbo to start next week if he's fit. But Shimikas's performance, they have to like be in the back of Klopp's mind as to thinking whether should Shimikas start because Honestly, he does deserve to start. He does deserve to play because he's yeah. played so well. And yesterday he was he was great going forward. He was great defensively. And and I saw your tweet before of is this Shimikasa's uh, Robbo versus Man City moment? And you know I'd agree because 
any other player, well, any other player, but most players kind of like getting sandwiched between three big, rough bastards, which is stay <laughs> on the floor. But he just gets up calmly, like dribbles past another one and passes it on. And the applause that he must have got, or must have felt like, what he must have felt like, would have been like, yeah, this is this is what I'm about. And 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 the cross for the goal as well was was beautiful. Um, so look, big up, big up the the Greek scouts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the way he just does that hashtag after every game. I just hope he does it forever. But yeah, at the, that moment, like I was in I was in upper main stands, and literally everyone stood up. Like it was just one of those moments where it was just so nice that it happened with fans in. Because if that happens yeah. with no fans in. Klopp's probably just going, yes, Costas and everyone on the team's doing it. But when you've got 50-odd thousand people standing up and applauding you, for a moment, really, that, I mean, it's not a goal or an amazing assist or whatever, but it, like you said, albeit he did get one of those. But it was just one of those moments where you had to have the fans in. And that, and that was just, yeah, it was just it was just perfect. And it was so nice to see. And obviously then he went off and got the another ovation, which he fucking thoroughly deserved, which is boss to see as well. But there's been loads of comments that I need to come back to because, um, We've just covered the game there. So let's talk about Man of the Match, which I asked earlier. Um, and then we've got Kieran's coming with Simicas, which is fair enough. Uh, rivalry side have said Trent was outstanding at times yesterday. The vision he has is ridiculous. And yeah, let's talk about Trent. And those those crossfield passes that he does, which is just look, we just expect them now, but they are very special, and it's it's why we're so good at pulling teams apart because we can just switch play in, in the blink of an eye. And especially when you've got Trent in there, you've got Van Dijk in there, uh, you've got Matip in there who are all capable of doing it. You've got Hendo in there who can do it as well. A lot of players there who are just the best in their position, but also have got that eye for the pass, which is just, it's it's boss to see, isn't it, at times? Mate, the fact that we're used to that <laughs> is it's just, it's disgusting. <laughs> Well, Gerard did, it, Gerard did it for years, didn't he? And we came accustomed to that. But now we've got loads of them that you can just go bang, 60 yard, off you go. The fact that he does it and we're like, all right, well, come on, you have to do something better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was that one, I think it was last year, year before, where he kind of, off a throw and he volleyed it, it killed Ram Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're like, what the fuck is that? What, what yeah. the fuck's he just done? Couldn't couldn't realize if it went behind Bandai or in front of him. It was that it was that mad. But yeah, yeah. it's just to the point that I watch other like I watch other football matches and the right back will get the ball, and I'm just yeah, like, and you're going to the left winger could just do it. <laughs> yeah, you see the left winger about hundred yards away going, the ball's on there, mate. What are you doing? But he's, <laughs> players like normal players can't. I mean, he's, he's a lot of players probably could do it, but he's just. So young. Yeah, he's so young as well, and, and I think we touched on it a lot last year that there were shouts for him to come into the midfield. But I think from right back, he's perfect because he's got more time. He's got the whole field ahead of him, which is great for someone with such great vision and ability as him. And then no one marks a right back. This man was like, for, for like we said before, he was in the Bobby role when he assisted Mane. Like he can he. The fact that teams are going to have to mark him, it's just an extra weapon because if you're having to mark a right back, there's a space somewhere else on the pitch. He's just, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, especially when we get Fab back in the team and Hendo is dead on the right-hand side. Obviously, he played, Hendo played the six yesterday and he'd done it so well. I think, I mean, I don't want to praise Danny Murphy for much of the day, but he did do a little 
a little clip of, of Hendo's passes yesterday, which was nice. But um, yeah, he, he's just such an asset. And the sooner we get that contract sort of a Hendo, the better, because we can, I think then we get the best out of Trent as well if we, if we keep yeah. Hendo around as long as we can. Um, yeah, so also we've got it. We've got Paul's back on again with another comment. Great games yesterday. Mini Robbo was great and Harvey too. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Aiden's in as well. Morning, Aiden, mate. You okay? Uh, that second was classed by the team. Matip or Simicast, man of the match for me. Yeah, I mean, there's a f- there's, there's loads of shouts, isn't there, really, when you're lo- looking through these. See, there's any any others apart from the ones we've mentioned. Uh, Aiden's just said, Javier, unbelievable for his first start. I think there's... And Kieran's put, Matip was excellent. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of players, wasn't there, yesterday, that you could you could say was man of the match, really? Who would you go with? I don't think he was man of the match per se, but I think Nabi Keita was very good as well. And I am surprised how long in Premier League games he's lasting. It, it It's sort of like he's got the rest that he needed last year. And now we're starting to see maybe the Leipzig Nabi Keita, the Nabi Keita that we signed. Because he's, he's lasting in games. It got to like the 60th minute and I was like, got to take him off just so it doesn't break down got to take him off got to take him off and it was still the, until the 80th minute and he was still great there was a i think it was him shimikas and mane down the left where they were literally playing like keep it up over burnley players and it looked like he was like completely out of control but he just sort of flicks it with the back with his back heel and it goes over that's just random burnley just to say brownhill because i don't know who the fuck it was <laughs> <They're> <laughs> all the same <laughs> and it falls perfectly to mane and it's just, it looks effortless for him. So I'm, I'm really glad that we're getting a CK to, But for me, the man of the match would probably have to be, probably have to be either Shimikas or Matip. And I'm, I'm going to go Shimikas just because, you know, he provided the assist. That moment at the end, he was, he was very solid. And you know how Klopp said he was tired against Norwich, and you could see the drop off. We didn't see a drop off yesterday. Um, so that was, that was, yeah, I think. For, uh, the fact that he's it's so new to him, the Premier League as well, in terms of it's only his second start, I think he smashed it. So I'm going to go with Costas. Yeah, well, I think like you said, he, did, he didn't tire. And the moment that we've just been talking about where he was battling, having like a wrestling match with four Burnley players was in the 89th minute. So that, that tells you that he was his heart in it and he, and he wants to make... Uh, the best of his Liverpool career and hopefully he does get more minutes especially when like Robbo was on the bench yesterday which I couldn't fucking believe to be honest with you the fact that he, that injury looks so bad and he's back on the bench and he, he was like we said he'd be surprised if Robbo doesn't start against Chelsea next Saturday because he is he's that good It's he's too hard it's too hard to leave him out to be honest but James just put uh, if we were able to keep players like Mata, Keita, Fab usually get injured fit would you class us as favourites or thereabouts for the title? What do you reckon? If we can keep him fit, I, st- I wouldn't say that we're favourites. I'd just say we're about a level with City. I think City are, are very good, and I think we're very good as well. Um, but they're too good to just write them off, Man City, um, especially with a manager like Pep. Um, I hate them, but you've got to give them credit where credit's due. We've been doing very well for the last few years, but they've been doing very well as well. So to write them off just because we can keep a couple players, a couple more players fit, I think it's a bit unfair, but it definitely improves our chances. I'd say if, if they can stay fit, it's definitely between us and them, and it'll be a tight one. But it's key to keep them fit, because if we keep them fit, I'm not worried about squad depth. It's if players start falling off and, and getting injured that 
we look a bit thin. But for now, we look like we've got depth for days. Yeah, it's like I said, we said on the previous show. There's I mean that like it's that it's the being reliant on the players that we've not we've not relied on in the past. That is maybe what people are worried about, which I understand. But thirty six more wins, I'm sound. So we just we've already we're already three points up on cities. Easy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's have a look through um, other other shouts. Yeah, Doug's just put in Henderson was brilliant yesterday. Missed his driving runs and passing from midfield. I think even when you were talking about man, talking about man of the match yesterday, you kind of overlook in a way like Trent and Hendo because you'd expect it, and then you look at the likes of Simicast because it's a bit he's all a bit new. He's he's new into the squad and whatever in terms of like playing games regularly and playing in pre-season and then now playing two in a row in the Premier League so you you notice it more don't you I think that's why he probably stood out but yeah there's so many so many shouts from out of the match which was um, which was nice so um, <laughs> Tanner's just put is um, Costas surpassing <laughs> Satirios Kyriakos as our best ever Greek not yet oh. it's not, not close yet League on his own. I loved Big Soto, you know. I'm probably one of very few that just thought he was hilarious just because he, he was boss in the air and he, he scored a few goals for us, but yeah, he just he ran looked, like he was running in treacle. A lot scarier than he actually like, was. <laughs> when we signed him, I was like, oh shit, man's about to snap some legs. and I was like oh no (laughs) yeah that moment in the derby where he went in for a 50-50 with a I think it was was it Fellaini and then he he ended up getting sent off still that still annoys me but don't even get me started on that but uh, James has just put Van Dyke smashed them 50 yard passes like it's nothing it's such a change from Nathan Williams yeah it is I mean Nathan Williams fucking helped us finish third so they'll yeah forever going to be fucking heroes for that but when you've got the likes of Van Dyke and Matip and whatever in the in the team, it's just they're just like it's like having a cheat code because they're both massive, they're both quick, they're both good on the ball, they're both good at everything. So it must be like Chris Wooden Barnes yesterday. No wonder like Barnes, like we haven't even touched on the Barnes fucking goal where he scores and it's offside and he goes goes to the Liverpool fans like fuck you and then like this and he looks around and goes oh fuck I'm a knobhead (laughs) you saw the realisation on his face like I'm a fucking knobhead what am I doing what am I done but yeah it must be coming up against those two and they're good at everything it must be it must just fill you with dread mustn't it having to come up against them mate commentator said yesterday that the only way that Burnley are going to get a goal is by playing on the edge, and more than likely they're going to be offside. But that's all you can do. That they're they're quick, they're strong, they're dominant. What do you do against defenders like that? Especially when when your game's purely physical, yeah. And these exactly. guys are more physical than you. Where do you go? What do you do? Yeah, bigger, stronger, faster. Like there's not there's nothing you can do. I mean, obviously then then you start to cry ass into the ref asking for fouls and whatever else, even though. They kept falling over at every opportunity, which is just hilarious. But um, rather aside again in the comments that Anfield crowd at the start of the game was incredible. Full house at Anfield, been a long overdue. I'll, and I think, yeah, so this is Ben, I think. I'll be at Man City, home game, Mick. We'll get the bevies in. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think I'm sort of for Chelsea. Chelsea ticket next week. So I'm hoping I'll be able to go to that one, which will be, can't wait. Honestly, can't wait. But, uh, Dan's just put Trent was unreal again, uh, but for me Virgil was man of the match. <laughs> Literally, I mean I'm not laughing at that because it's funny. I'm laughing because we haven't even mentioned Virgil, but it's just we've mentioned everyone else but him. 
But uh, yeah, literally the reason we played the way we did yesterday was to we won a few times around the box and just dealt with it easily. Slide and block, incredible. Oh, yeah, the slide, you see that slide and block he did? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't usually slide like that. No. But yeah, he's just, I just love, I, I don't know if I've ever loved a Liverpool player more than him, to be it honest. It's so disheartening as a, as, a, as a striker or an attacker for the other team. If you get past like Matip or Trent and you're like, oh, I'm through and goal here. And then you just see, or you just probably hear these fucking footsteps, and boom, boom. All <laughs> <laughs> right, you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah it must God. be frightening, must not it? It really must be. <laughs> you've got to be like, you've got to be thinking in your head, what do I do? Like, what what can you do? It, it's not it's not exaggerating here because against sort of Nat Phillips or Reese Williams, you'd fancy yourself in a sprint race. You'd fancy yourself maybe to to barge Reese Williams off the ball. Yeah. When you're coming up against a Van Dyke, though, you more than likely you need him to make a mistake, which are rare, for you to get any joy out of him. Like you yeah. need what happened against um, Berlin in his first game back, where he dove in slips, yeah. and Jovetic got basically he made a mistake and Jovetic capitalized. But any other instance, it's very unlikely you're getting any loose change out of Virgil van Dyke, and that has to suck. Yeah. It, it, well, I think there was a quote, wasn't he, from Troy Deeney? I think it, I don't know when it was, a couple of years ago, where he was like, "He's big, he's fast, he's a nightmare to play against, and he smells terrific." Or something he says, which is just, <laughs> oh mate, he's just yeah, poor bastards who have to come up against them. Um, Doug's just put uh, Mick keeps wearing Boss t-shirts. By the way, actually, yeah, good shout. We're talking about Van Dyke. There you go. Get on that. His <laughs> right design for that one. If you want to get some of them. Fucking boss stuff on there. Um, let's have a look what else we've got. We've got Kieran. Um, he did have a wobbly start though, but then settled shocking, shocking well or shockingly well. Van Dyke was lost two out of three aerial Jews early on, which I was surprised by. But then again, Woods is a big boy, so was Van Dyke. Yeah, I think there was a few to be fair at the beginning where he was, uh, Woods was kind of backing into him. And I think, like you said, with the thing that happened in pre season. That was quite a few weeks ago, and he's had a load of training since then. It's still only sec- his second Premier League game. Who knows how long it'll be until he's like, right now I'm back to what I was before, like before the injury. It could it could be a while, couldn't it? It could be two weeks, could be three weeks, could be four weeks. So that, you, you just don't know. I don't think he's not going to be like back to full, you know, uh, player of the year, Premier League player of the year, Van Dyke for for a while. It's a big injury. It's not you can't just laugh off an ACL injury. And the fact is, and I think a lot of teams are going to fall foul to us, that teams are going to target him. And it's weird thinking that teams are going to target Van Dyke, but do it at your peril because you might win the aerial duel, which is unlikely anyway. But you might win it. But he's still a colossus. <laughs> if you want to target Van Dyke, go for it. But if you do get past him, rare. But if you do, you got Matip there sweeping up, or or you've got. Trent, or you've got Robbo or Robbo Jr. So, yeah. <laughs> Robbo Jr. It'll be a while till he's he's back at, at at peak levels. But even Van Dijk, how he is now, he's still unbelievable. Yeah, because I mean, I think a lot of rival fans were thinking maybe is he going to come back the same? And I was like, I've got I've got really no worries because even if he loses a bit of pace, he's still got that game intelligence. He's still six foot four. He's still going to be quick-ish if he lost a bit of pace. And he's still got all those attributes. I think that's why he, he can play until whenever he wants. He can he could probably play till he's like thirty five odd because he's still got that he's still got that game intelligence and he's still got that positional awareness awareness where he can he, he can snuff stuff out. 
Like Sam Yipia, perfect example, was never quick, but just had the game intelligence to know where to be at the right time. And I think mm. Virgil van Dijk is Sammy Hippia, who's quick in a way. So he, he signed for us in January 2018, right? I think so, yeah. I didn't see him sprint until like May 2019, where he <laughs> yeah. got like Son in the Champions League final. And it wasn't even, it didn't even look like a sprint. He just sort of like graceful yeah. jog into just a little bit quicker and poked the ball away. Like, you don't see him sprinting. Usually he like, gets off the field without putting a sweat on. At least that's how it looks. So if he loses a bit of pace, fine, but <laughs> he's got it covered. He doesn't sprint anyway, so he'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. And just said there, for sure, Van Dyke will be pairing around Christmas, which is like the fact that we're talking about this and saying that Van Dyke isn't at his best, but we're also saying that he was probably one of the best players yesterday is fucking great news. And like you said, he doesn't he doesn't ever sprint. I think that like you said, the one against Spurs, there was one against Barca where they broke away in a counter attack and he just absolutely legged it back. But it didn't look like he was running, but he just like f- glided. And I think Sergio Busquets like tried to grab his shirt back because he knew if he stops Van Dijk getting back, then they might score, which is that tells you tells you everything. If you stop Van Dijk, you start Liverpool in the way. But yeah, I, I mean, thirty six minutes there. Like, let's let's uh, let's wrap up. I think you said Simicast man of the match. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'd have to. I think I'd have to give it to him as well. I think obviously Trent, boss Matt, it was boss Alec. All of the back five were, let's be honest, class. Then you've got Henderson, boss. Javier Elliott, fucking hell, yeah, loads. I mean, just going to sit on the fence and say boss team performance, probably. But um, the team with men of the match, should we do that? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's just be an absolute bad knobhead and just sit on the fence and say the team was the man of the match. But yeah, we'll leave it there. Lad. Nice one, Matt, for, for jumping on um, nice and early on a Sunday morning, 20 to 12. Uh, if you like the video, uh, drop us a like. And if you haven't subscribed yet, then please do. We recently passed uh, 1K subs. Which is boss, and we're on the um, on the tractor two k. So I mean, it's a long way off. I mean, we're not we're not fucking living our lives just checking YouTube every day, going, "Oh, are we are we close yet?" But yeah, if you want to help us get us there, then that would be boss. If you're listening on uh, Spotify or Apple or whatever you get your podcast, then yeah, nice one for listening. And uh, we'll probably be back. We've got Chelsea on Saturday, so we'll probably be back Friday night after the. Like we did this week, where we can get Klopp's press conference over, and then we can delve into what he said because obviously there's news that whether Fabinho might play and Thiago and Hendo, and I'm sure we'll find out more after that. So we can, we can, um, yeah, have a chat about that once it's um, all done and dusted. But yeah, nice one, Math jumping in. Nice one, with the comments, the fucking comments have been boss. We we didn't we said we were going to do 20 minutes before we started. We've done now done 40, which is double, and that's thanks to to using the comments for being boss. But nice one, everyone, and we'll be back on Friday. Have a good Sunday, and we'll see you all in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.